Good morning, friends. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Wisdom Hearts. We shall be reading from James chapter 4, verse 8. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. This verse of scripture appears to me as both an invitation and an instruction. As an invitation, it is a plea for you and I, and as an instruction, it's almost forceful. We are living in very precarious times, times of great uncertainty, perilous and dangerous times, even in those societies and places that we have considered safe heaven. There is nowhere safe any longer in the world as we know it. The only safe place we can have is in the hollow of God's hands, where we are hidden in Christ Jesus. I want you to look again at this scripture in James chapter 4, verse 8. You can see that the onus is on you and I to take the initiative to come and to draw near to God. We are given a word of assurance that if we take that initiative to come near to God, that he will most certainly come near to us as well. In another scripture, it says, this is what the Almighty God says, Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you. So you have to take the first step, and God will meet you the rest of the year, of the way. Sorry. For someone listening to me today, you may have wandered off the right path. Maybe you have wanted to see what it's like on the other side. Maybe you have wanted to have the freedom to do as you please and live as you want without the boundaries of God's word because you think those boundaries are limiting you and you think that there is a lot to be seen out there in the world. Well, it won't be the first time someone has broken out of the safety of God's giving protection and boundaries, but it has never ended well. Let's see the account in Genesis chapter 34, verse 1. It says, Now Diana, the daughter of Leah, the daughter which Leah had born to Jacob, went out to visit the women of the land. When Shechem, the son of Hamon, the Hivite, the ruler of the area, saw her, he took her and violated her. That story didn't end well for all the actors in the story. Shechem was killed by Simeon, and Levi, and his father as well, both of whom were Diana's brothers, for violating her. Both brothers killed all the males in that city. They looted the city. They carried off all the women and children as their plunder from that war. And of course, as a result, their father, Jacob, had to move his entire family to a new location to avoid reprisal attacks from the communities around. What am I saying? You may have wandered off into the murky waters of the world system where the lines of right, of what is right and wrong is blurred, where people decide that truth is relative or subjective, but certainly not absolute, and where success is measured as the end justifying the means. Then today I want to plead with you to return to the Lord if you are in this category. I want to plead with us all to return to the Lord. There is still so much more in God for every one of us. 
because God is waiting for every prodigal child to return. His heart is hurt by our wanderings, by our backslidings. And my dear friends, it is time to come back wholeheartedly to God. How do we return to God? How do we drop to God? By receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. I don't know who you are listening to me this morning. The greatest decision of your life is a decision to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life and to become a child of God. If you receive him as your Lord and personal Savior, if you believe in his name, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth Christ Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead because God did and you will be saved. That is the first step to draw near to God. We draw further to God as we give ourselves to studying God's word, to learn the truth of God's word that will enable us to live abundant lives in Christ Jesus. We go on to make prayer a priority in our lives, where we share our hearts, we share our lives with him every time, every day without protocol. Yes, without protocol, that wall, that veil has been torn down. You don't need an intermediary for you to speak to God your Father. We draw near to God by living a life of worship and praise regardless of what what we experience. And what we are experiencing at any given time of a point in time. We draw near to God by trusting God with our every situation, by living by faith, knowing that God is ever faithful to his great and precious promises. Yes, God is ever faithful. So we trust him, we put our trust in him, we put our faith in him. We draw near to God by getting involved with fellow believers to serve God's kingdom in the ways that he will show us, in the ways that he will direct us. We draw near to God by continuing to give our resources to grow the kingdom of God. We give the resources of our, of our time, of our, of our money, of our talent to grow the, the kingdom of God. These are some of the ways that we draw near to God. But then there is a caution in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. The Lord says, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. Does this describe you? I ask again, does this describe you? Does it describe me? This is spiritual eye service. And it is truly detestable to the Lord. It describes a people, it describes somebody that may be saying the right things, doing the right things, but your heart, my heart, may not be in it. Remember, God doesn't judge according to our outward actions. God has never been deceived by the the right things we say, the right things we do. God always reads the rhythm of our hearts. He he reads the rhythm of your heart. He reads the rhythm of my, my heart. He seeks to know the motive 
That's why when Samuel went to anoint the, the new king of Israel and he lifted up his cup and he was looking at the height of, of the brothers of David, God said, no, 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 no. The person I have chosen is not here. So let's not deceive ourselves by thinking that we will say the right things, do the right things, and then that will show that we are drawing near to God. No, it is the, it's from the rhythm of our hearts. It is from that deep place of love, of, of desire after God, of panting after God, that we draw near. Not first by the right things we say, by the right things we do. So, that same passage says at, at, you know, the last line says, their worship of me is made of only rules taught by men. Is your worship of God based on rules made by men? Some rules say pray by nine, pray by 12, pray by three, pray by six. Some rules says pray, read your Bible every morning by this set time. Some rules says you must go to church by this number of times every week to show your involvement. Some rules says you must dress in this particular manner, speak in this particular way. Is that how your worship of God is? Based on rules taught by men. We must return to God. And he himself will teach us the fear of God. I tell you, it is the Lord that will teach you and I the fear of God. And through the dealings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, he will guide us to worship God in spirit and in truth. He will walk in us to yield to God's word, to obey and truly lay down our lives in true surrender. So today, I'm inviting you, take the initiative and come near to God. I don't, I, I don't want to know how many years you have given your life to Christ. Do you know that it is not by the number of years? Some, some of us who can count the decades we have come to Christ, we have become so stale, so cold in our relationship with God. There is no fire, there is no, there is no desire, there is no passion for God any longer. So today I am calling every one of us, come near to God and he will come near to you. He is waiting for you, he is waiting for me with his arms wide open. Sometimes we are deceived by the titles we bear in church. Those titles deceive us to think that we are close to God. We are deceived by the number of activities we are involved in in church. You are everywhere, running everywhere, but your life is so shallow. You know in yourself that when you appear before God in the quietness of your, of, your, of your privacy, you know that there is nothing there for God. There is nothing there with God. God is not able to get through to you any longer. You are so cold, but in the eyes of men, you are running up and down, doing many things. Can I say to you today, come back to your Savior and God. He's waiting for you. I'm praying that the Spirit of God will bless this word in our hearts today and create a thirst for God as never before so that nothing else will satisfy us. Nothing else will satisfy you. Nothing else will satisfy me. Nothing else will fill that space in our hearts that was created for union and communion with God Almighty, the creator of the ends of the earth. That you and I may be able to say like the psalmist in Psalm 42 verse 1 to 2, 
as the deer pants for the streams of water. So my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When will I go and meet with God? Hallelujah. That is my heart's cry. Let my soul thirst for God. Let my soul thirst for God. Let my soul thirst after God. Let my soul hunger for the presence of the living God. And that hymn that says, Nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee. Even though it is a cross that raiseth me, still all my song shall be, Nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I please ask you that you share this word with your friends and family? And until we come your way again, this is Wisdom Heart. The Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace forever. May your day be truly blessed. Amen.